0: What is up, everyone? Happy Thursday. This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, coming to you with another episode of The Founder's Journal, my daily diary where I break down the biggest moments in my day behind the scenes at Morning Brew. As always, I'm joined by the human Swiss army knife, the amazing producer and partner in the show, Josh Kaplan. Josh asks the good questions, he pushes the conversation forward, and most importantly, he tells me when to shut up. And uh, it's always awesome to have him in these conversations. Today, we're going to be talking about Strategy, but specifically using a company as a case study to do a teardown of their strategy. This is going to be part masterclass, part workshop, because I think strategy is always an evolving, an evolving mechanism. And so, I hope you enjoy the show, and uh, I'll see you on the other side.
1: I don't think we've done this before. This is a
0: new type of episode. I don't think so, and I'd like to, I'd like to start doing it more because I actually think, selfishly, it'll force me to think more clearly. I think any time you have a a company put in front of you or you have a 10K put in front of you. Anytime you're given some sort of like content and said, okay, you have a blank slate, assess whether this company is going to be successful, forces just, I think, such elevated uh, and critical thinking. Um, So yeah, we should start doing this more.
1: I'm in. And I think it's a great company to start off with because I think a lot of people don't know about this company. Uh, They're very Close to us as far as sending emails, so it's, it's far enough away, but close enough to still be super relevant from the morning group perspective.
0: That company is Substack.: It is Substack. You, I mean, you, you introduced it perfectly. It's very much in our world. It is a company that has been pretty high profile for the last year or so um, as they've raised a decent amount of capital from some of the biggest investors in the world. So for those of you that have never heard of Substack, the way that they describe themselves is Substack makes it simple for a writer to start an email newsletter that makes money from subscriptions. Pretty simple. You you are a content creator. You have some sort of niche, whether it's writing about esports, whether it's doing profiles of some of the biggest business leaders in the world writing about Bitcoin. With Substack, you have the ability to create a newsletter, grow an audience, and monetize that audience. The way that I think about Substack is it is the content creator's back office. Substack handles the shit that writers and content creators don't want to do, but is such a necessity for building a business and a livelihood. The company was founded in 2017. They have raised, I believe, $17.4 million. Most recently raised $15.3 million from Andreessen Horowitz, and they've had incredible traction thus far. I believe the most recent article I read was that Substack had 50,000 paying subscribers across all of their newsletters on the platform.
1: A fun fact about that fundraise from A16Z, that was a year ago to the day, actually, July 16th,
0: 2019. Did not know that. Did you just pull that off the top of your head? There's
1: a TechCrunch article from July 16th that says newsletter
0: platform that
1: I'm looking at. I
0: cheated. (laughs) got it okay it's all good i was just gonna say like damn josh you, you have just straight up photographic memory or you know everything there is to know about substack so where this conversation started was on twitter Anthony Pompliano, who is a huge Twitter personality. He owns a, an investment firm specifically uh, focused on cryptocurrencies. He writes a Bitcoin newsletter that he, he uses Substack to power it. And he had tweeted earlier today the following, Substack is going to be a multi-billion dollar company. They're not a newsletter company, but rather a full stack provider to an entire company generation of creators. Their work will break down legacy constraints and significantly expand the addressable market they can serve. And so I see views like this as such an incredible opportunity just to try to think for myself and think about what is Substack's business? Do I agree with Pomp that they are going to be a multi-billion dollar business? Do I agree with Pomp that Substack is not just a newsletter company, but instead a full stack provider to an entire generation of new creators? And so I took that opportunity. I commented, or sorry, I replied to his tweet with my thoughts on the platform, turned into a nice discussion. I think we're actually going to be having a conversation about this on uh, the app Clubhouse tonight. But I, I think for for starters, leveraging people's viewpoints as opportunity for smart debate is such a healthy exercise if it's all from the place of learning and growing together i think there is never downside and so anyway here's my view on substack i think substack has built an incredible business i think substack has built their business around a few theses that i personally agree with one is the power of niches in a time where technology has made the marginal cost of creating content zero so any human being who has internet connection and a device can go online, go on Twitter, go on Medium, and create content and has access to anyone else on the internet that is consuming content that is incredibly powerful. And it has basically taken away the competitive advantage of newspapers and companies who owned distribution when distribution was a very costly thing, like printing papers, delivering those papers, having delivery routes, having supply chains, et cetera. And so I think what Substack plays into is the idea that at a time when the marginal cost of creating content is zero, consumers' expectation has shifted for content to be more customized, tailored, and niche to their specific interests. And I think you've, you've seen this over the last few years where what is considered niche content creators like Jacob Donnelly, who's writing a newsletter for media operators, Pomp, who's writing a, a newsletter for like Bitcoin loyalists, Bill Bishop, who writes a newsletter about China. These newsletters have grown to tens of thousands of subscribers. And in some cases, these creators are making seven figures a year in creating this content. So I think Substack hit the nail on the head playing into this trend of a desire for more niche content that is going to spring up thousands of niche content creators. At the same time, email is having a moment, or let's just say emails is not dying because I think email has been around forever, but people have continued to say that email is going to die. Substack, I think alongside Morning Brew believes that email's here to stay, and it is such a great mechanism for a, an opt-in audience to consume content that they want. The third trend that I think that Substack has played into well is basically the idea that creators love to create. They don't love to do any other things. And one of the reasons that creators have been beholden to media companies is because media companies basically do the things that they don't want to do. And a a second point I'd make is that they allow creators to have predictable income, which is very important for some people. What I view Substack as doing is Substack is becoming the back office for content creators, whether it's on the technology side. Normally in a company, you would have your tech people that help build your CMS to write articles. They would help you with sending out emails and email deliverability to make sure it gets into the recipient's inbox. And they would also help you with payment processing. So you have, you're a writer for the New York Times. You don't have to focus on if someone who just subscribed for the Times is able to pay for the Times. There's someone who handles that. So if you were, you're a content creator who wanted to monetize yourself in the past and you didn't want to worry about setting up the tech for your business, setting up payment processing, you didn't have the ability to do that. Substack gives you that ability, which I believe is a huge win. But what I believe is that As time goes on, every business needs to find ways that they are going to provide value that is not commoditized, that there's going to be a a spiky point that increases switching costs that makes it even harder to make the decision to switch from Substack to, let's say, Flubstack. And I think it's such an important point because if Substack is building a new category for niche creators, which is actually way larger than people initially thought, There will be a flub stack, there will be a rub stack, and there will be a cub stack. And so coming up with offerings that keep Substack's audience locked in is so important. And so what I believe needs to happen to allow Substack to grow and stave off competition is it needs to move from becoming just the back office of a media company to being the back office and the front office of a media company, basically everything other than pure editorial. And so where do I see lock-in being created? I see it on the marketing side, and I see it on the monetization side. Imagine if Substack came to their creators and didn't just say, hey, we are going to let you power your newsletter, and we're going to help you handle payment processing. But by the way, you're at 5,000 subscribers. What if we could pair you up with other newsletters on the platform around that size with a similar psychographic of audience to allow you to cross-promote with them to help scale each other's audiences? Or... Similarly to a Spotify, what if we could create more discoverability on the platform? So, as more people find out about Substack, more people can potentially find out about your newsletter if it's really, really good content. On the same side, what if we could actually help you monetize? Because at the end of the day, you're monetizing through subscription, but subscription and advertising aren't mutually exclusive. What if you're writing for an audience of business professionals who are 35 years old making 200K, and you think it's a really valuable audience for advertisers to get in front of, but you're a solopreneur, you don't want to hire a salesperson, and you don't have the time to sell of your writing. What what if they had the ability to sell for you? And yeah, you give a piece of the action to Substack because they've done the work for you. I think this movement from back office to front office is going to be absolutely essential if Substack wants to be number one in the universe of empowering content creators to create while allowing them to have a livelihood.
1: Interesting. I buy, I buy most of that. Uh, rub stack made me very uncomfortable by the way. Uh, that that was an interesting, what about cub stack? No, rub stack cub stack. I'm okay with
0: from an, sorry, that that's just what came off the top of the head.
1: Totally fine. No, uh, it was funny. I, no, I I think you addressed a lot of the counter arguments. The, The biggest counter argument that I've heard is what happens when a creator gets so big that they don't need Substack, and and your explainer as far as discoverability and monetization uh, de- definitely makes sense so i i think it's a great analysis i think we should keep doing these I'll, I'll throw different companies at you from time to time and we'll see what type of episodes we can come up with and we'll also track Substack's growth as they continue on
0: sounds great Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Founders Journal and, you know, testing out a new uh, concept with us, which is basically uh, mini business case studies. If you haven't heard of Substack, uh, hopefully you learned a little bit about them. And I, you know, I would urge you to check them out because I think they're doing really interesting work. And if you ever want to riff about company strategy and specifically Substack strategy, I would love to do that. Shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com and we'll talk about it. Thanks everyone for listening and have a great rest of your day.